Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys in a Mic. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be talking to Dr. Uh, Kent Dr. Hoven. Dr. Hoven. And uh, we have Dr. Hoven on the line. Are you there, Dr. Hoven? I am here. Yes, sir. Is this the right number and time and all that stuff? That is the right number <laughs> and time. How are you doing, sir? I am. I'm in the middle of a thunderstorm, but we have we have bad signal out here on a good day. So okay. <laughs> well, nice. Uh, nice to have you join us, Doctor. Well, thank you. Good to be with you. All right. Um, first thing I, I want to talk about: uh, you have uh, Dinosaur Adventureland, and that's uh, it's going to be opening April twenty first of two thousand eighteen. Am I correct? Yes, sir. All right. Well, if uh, all our subscribers out there, if you're in uh, the Alabama area, was it uh, Lenox, Alabama? Am I correct on that? Yes, uh, Alabama, and we're right next door. Oh, right next door. Okay. All right. Um, uh, yes, no, to all the subscribers. A, a town of 30, 35 people, so it's a little hard to find, but oh, we're, okay. we're here. Okay. So um, we want to talk about... Uh, cryptozoology uh, but first I want to just kind of give kind of give us a background on yourself uh, tell us a little bit about you know your uh, credentials and everything well let's see I was raised in East Peoria Illinois uh, my dad was an engineer my mom was a teacher oldest brother was an engineer second brother was a teacher so that's our family I'm number three child and I I ended up teaching high school science and math for 15 years and I've been a Christian since I was 16, born again, Bible-believing Christian. Amen to that. As a I got ordained as a Baptist preacher in 1974 when I graduated from Bible college. Uh, I became interested right away in the problems Christians have had for the last 100 years, explaining where, where do dinosaurs fit in uh, to the Bible. So I, uh, I read prolifically on the topic and uh, ended up... Uh, traveling and teaching for the last 30 years on the subject of science in the Bible, and a great interest of mine is the subject of cryptozoology, so I'm excited to be on the program today. I've noticed that um, on a lot of, I've, I've watched a lot of your, your videos, I watched your uh, video series on um, dinosaurs in the Bible, and um, there re you really haven't had a lot of uh, talks on cryptozoology at all. Mostly it's been just debates, right? Well, I've had 140 debates against evolutionists or atheists. Right. Uh, now, it's very, very rare. They don't want to even talk about it because here's the problem. In, in the evolution religion, dinosaurs died off 70 million years ago, and don't you dare question that. Right. Uh, if, the, if the Bible is true, which I take it to be literally true and scientifically accurate, the earth is 6,000 years old, and dinosaurs lived with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and Noah took them on the ark probably babies, just be sure to get a pink one and a blue one. And, and, man, and man has killed off most of them all through history. There are thousands of legends of people slaying dragons. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the dinosaurs they were killing off. And most are probably extinct, but a few may still be around. And those are the sightings. So to a Christian who believes the Bible, if they did capture a Let's say they capture the Loch Ness Monster, and it turns out to be a plesiosaurus, which almost everybody says it is. Right. That would fit right. That fits right into the Christian teaching that, yeah, dinosaurs have always lived with man. Um, before the flood came, the people lived to be 900, and today people average, you know, 70 or 80. So something radical changed, and I covered that in my seminar. What happened to the earth anyway? And people don't realize reptiles never stop growing. Even today, reptiles never stop growing. So reptiles before the flood, if they could live to be 900, would be, would be dinosaurs. It would be ginormous. So the bones that they're finding in the dirt and rocks are from the flood, not from millions of years ago. And Christians have just been completely confused trying to answer the simple question, where do dinosaurs come from? So our website is drdino.com. My phone number is 855-BIG-DINO. Extension 3 takes you right to me. Our, our theme park's going to be Dinosaur Adventureland. We, we believe God made dinosaurs, and he ought to get the glory. So answer the zoology and where do dinosaurs come from. The study of animals are rarely seen, probably include any number of small versions of dinosaurs that are still alive today. Ah. 
Now, um, for the for the listening audience who don't know what cryptozoology is, I have a, a definition, uh, and let me know if this is the correct one. It's the the study of evidence tending to substantiate the existence of or the search for creatures whose reported existence is unproven. Is that a correct, uh, correct. definition? Well, uh, Doctor Holman. Yeah. Um, my name. This is Dan. Um, I was raised uh, a Jehovah's Witness. Obviously, I'm no longer Jehovah's Witness because my eyes are open. <laughs> um, but one okay. of the, well, one of the things that uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses has, had taught is because there's always a lot of questions of how come these uh, woolly mammoths are found in so many different areas of of the earth, you know, where where they wouldn't expect them to be, you know, like uh, I would say, like. Uh, you know north pole and stuff like that but that brings you right back to the flood well uh, in noah's day when uh, the flood occurred um obviously these bodies are floating all over the place and when uh, god uh, finally receded the water yeah you're gonna find these uh, um so-called uh, uh woolly mammoths all over so that i i see exactly where you're coming from well, yeah, plus everybody assumes the world before the flood looked like it does today. You know, today the earth is 30% land and 70% water. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, hey, where did, all, where did all that flood water go? I said, guys, it's still here. It's in the oceans. They're huge. <laughs> right. Are you, are you um, pretty knowledgeable on the subject of Bigfoot also? Because that is part of cryptozoology. Well, because of my intense interest in cryptozoology and dinosaurs that may still be living, I have done hundreds and hundreds of interviews with people around the world on this topic, and I think I've had a hundred interviews now with people who swear they've seen a big point. Uh, I have talked to them, uh, recorded interviews, I've taken notes carefully, and after intensive study, I have decided I do not know what it is. I've heard all the theories. Uh-huh. Some people think it's an un- unknown species of ape. Some people think it's half man, half monkey. Some people think it's from some of the hippies from the 60s that haven't come in yet. <laughs> <They're still smoking. laughs> okay. Well, I know there was a so faint... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I've had people tell me that, but Hovind, I have seen it. It's eight feet, half feet tall, and the, the descriptions are very similar uh, in most cases. Like sincere, sometimes, uh, you know, genuine, dedicated, godly people who claim uh, they I've never seen one, but right. I have interviewed a hundred people who have, so I, I, I'd love to find an answer to that one. Now, I know, I know there was um, a famous video on, uh, in 1967 by a man named Patterson Gimlin who, uh, who filmed that infamous uh, Bigfoot walking. Remember right. that one? It's, yeah, in California. Right, in California. And it seems like every time you have a sighting of Bigfoot, you always have it's always really grainy, or the 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 camera shaking, or you always get to see the back of the. Per- now we don't know if it might be uh, like you said, a half man, half ape. It could be a person in an ape suit who's just trying to get recognition. I don't know why, but. Well, I uh, I just recently uh, looked up some uh, video on Bigfoot. And uh, there's actually now, they're, they're getting more and more video that's clearer. And, uh, you know, you can see all the features and everything, even the face. Um, there's a good series on, uh, on online, uh, the Bigfoot uh, Discoverer, or I think Sorry. it's called, uh-huh. um, where they actually have um, some video showing uh, this creature uh, looking around a tree and it's clear as day and uh you know like uh what was it in 2015 they found a uh a uh a tribe of people in the um amazon okay that nobody knew about so why couldn't uh this be true with bigfoot right Well, also uh, something about oh, they, there's different types of Bigfoot. You have this, you know, they call them Sasquatch or the the Yeti, which is up in the Himalayas somewhere. Skunk ape in Florida. <clears throat> oh, skunk ape, yeah, the skunk ape in Florida. Um, 
But uh, like I said, I mean, people have claimed to see it. There, <clears throat> there is video, but I'm still kind of skeptical on uh, if those videos or even pictures are even genuine. Because, I mean, now it's 2018 and we're able to manipulate photos and video. Correct. To where you really can't tell if it's been manipulated or not. So it's really hard to determine whether or not the video is authentic or the photo is authentic. Well, well, the thing, too, is uh, you're going to find a lot of your marine biologists right now. They're making new discoveries every month, a new species, you know, a, a different breed of animal or uh, uh, fish. So, uh, you know, like... Uh, as far as the Loch Ness monster, it could be real. It could be, it, and uh, it just hasn't been discovered yet because right. this thing is pretty intelligent as far as uh, keeping away. Right. But uh, Doctor Hoven, uh, one question I have for you is, uh, you know, having your Christian background, you know, this actually, you know, having uh, Bigfoot being real or uh, the Loch Ness monster, it really doesn't have anything to do with Christianity so as far as uh, believing it because it could be real and you can still be a Christian correct oh absolutely yes and uh, uh, Bigfoot I just have to say I don't know I wish I did but on Loch Ness Monster to me if one is captured and it's a plesiosaurus which is what everybody claims or if they go uh, to the African capture Mokali and Bembe which all the natives claim is a, a patasaurus 20 mm -hmm. feet long, long tail, long neck, still a To them, it's no big deal. You know, it's just one of the creatures of the jungle. See, right. finding a dinosaur still alive would fit perfectly into what the Bible says, that God made everything in six days, right. about 6,000. <clears throat> finding a dinosaur alive would definitely go against the evolution theory. Now, here's, here's what I... Oh, did we lose you, doctor? I think we did. Yep, you sure did. Yeah, we lost you, Doctor. If you can call back, that would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, uh, he brings up a really good point. Um, you know, if uh, one of these dinosaurs, what uh, uh, people uh, call a dinosaur, would be uh, found today, that would uh, definitely get rid of the evolution theory, you know. Um, they, they talk about alligators and crocodiles being... Uh, um, dinosaurs you know oh are we back okay he's back. we got we got you back okay well barely it's uh, <laughs> you know when i got this property out in alabama they, they told me they said now mr Oven, the uh this prep this place is so far out in the woods they have to pump in the sunshine they said <laughs> now the moonshine runs moonshine runs freely but the there you go anyway i was talking um, about uh, if, go ahead if I, go ahead. there's a friend of mine in new hampshire a friend of mine in New Hampshire who is uh, claims he's a good Christian guy says he has located living pterodactyls in Arizona in the mountains. Really? And oh. he's not telling anybody where yet because he's going to build a zoo to get prepared to keep some and go capture them. They're only like four foot wingspan pterodactyl. Mm. Now, to the evolutionist or an atheist, that is insane, cannot possibly be true. To the Bible-believing Christian, we say, well, God made everything in six days, uh, so dinosaurs had to be with Adam and Eve, so if we find a live one, it's no big deal. But here's what I predict. If some evolutionist uh, captures it and puts it in the Brook Brooklyn Zoo, they will put a great big sign on it saying, come see the dinosaur that survived for 70 million years. <laughs> It will, right. it will never it will never even enter their brain to maybe their whole theory is wrong because so much else depends upon that dumb theory like their lifestyle like rejecting right. God and they like to reject God right right um, uh, get back to the Loch Ness monster there was another one called the Lake Champlain monster um, I guess they called him champ I I interviewed yeah, I interviewed Sandy Mansi, who took yes. that famous, famous photo of, of Champ. I sat and talked with her in her office in uh, in Massachusetts, in, uh, right at the border of Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire. I think her office was Manchester, New Hampshire, if I recall. Anyway, I've got it on videotape. Right, I, I saw. We the looked video. at the we looked at the 
Yeah, we looked at the pictures that she took. I said, Sandy, do you think you saw a dinosaur? She looked at me and she said, no, I know I saw a dinosaur. Right. She and her husband and two kids watched it for 10 minutes. She only took that one picture and fell to her knees in shock, like, what on earth is this? Uh, but it's an awfully good picture. She said after she took the picture, they were watching it, and all of a sudden it, it, it turned both ways, looked both ways, and then it ducked its head down into the water and took off, and a few minutes later, a boat came around the corner. So it heard the boat in the water before they did on the land, which is kind of typical. Sound travels faster in water. Right. But, yeah, she said, oh, no, there's no question. I know I saw a dinosaur. That's what she told me. Oh, definitely, and uh, also for it ducking ducking under the water because, because a boat was coming, that proves to you it's not mechanical. It's real. It's a, it's an animal. Well, yeah, it's an animal. Well, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. And the fact, that, the fact that there are lots of fakes and frauds, no question. Yes. But the existence of a fake or a fraud does not disprove that there is a real one. There are fake count. There are fake twenty dollar bills too. Right. Exactly. Does that prove? Does that prove there's no such thing as an original? <laughs> of course not. Yes, I, I have seen some of that money that says movie money on it. So, um, uh, yeah. This, <laughs> this this interview with Sandy uh, Mancy that you did. I know. Um, I watched the video. It was on August thirty first, nineteen ninety three, and um, yeah, she was uh, in Winchester, New Hampshire, and you had said. Um, let me see here. You asked Sandy if there are uh, if there are so many sightings of this cre sea creature. Why aren't there any more pictures? And you asked him a question: Have you ever seen a car wreck? And if someone says yes, you say, "Give me a picture of one as it happens." And I mean, right now, like I said, being the age of technology, uh, you have video cameras everywhere. So you can you can see a a wreck when it happens now yeah yes now but but you uh, you got to think too though uh, um, if let's say I'm walking through the woods because I'm deer hunting I've got my my cell phone on me where which will take video and but I'm out there to hunt deer and all of a sudden I come across the Bigfoot my first my first reaction is not going to be pull my my phone out and take a video it's gonna be like Man, if I fill my pants, what am I going to do? I'm going to be running, you know. <laughs> um, yep, so, exactly right. You know, it, it, that's your first reaction. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure this lady, you know, even though she took one picture, their jaw was probably on the ground going, what in the world is this? You know, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And uh, But but like, but like uh, Dr. Hoven said in one video, he said that um, uh, reptiles do not stop growing. So could it right. be that could it be that maybe it may have been a gigantic snake like a like a sea serpent type of thing you know a python or or something like that Well I suppose that's possible uh but most people who do, who see these there's there's probably 50 different lakes in the world where these creatures are spotted like Loch Ness Lake Champlain uh, Mokalee and Bembe the Ogopogo uh, I mean, it is a long list. I cover as much as I know about it on my video number three. If people go to uh, drdino.com, D-R-D-I-N-O, they can get our whole series for 50 bucks, 18 hours, including all these interviews right. on the topic of science versus the Bible. Um, so it really, I, I, I put a lot of research into that and said, look, I think it's pretty obvious there are still some dinosaurs alive and they're small. Now, some of the sightings may be mistaken or hoaxes or frauds, but there just are so many thousands of them. Uh, hmm. I think 11,000 sightings of Loch Ness Monster was the last number I heard. That's a well, lot of witnesses. Yeah, yeah, it is. In uh, 2017, I guess, is um, one of the years where it tied the most sightings. Now, when you th But when you think about it, though, just because there was a lot of sightings doesn't mean that the monster was real. Because let's say... Let's say you have 12,000 people who, who said they've been abducted by aliens. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people around here don't believe that aliens exist. So just because a lot of people have seen it, it really doesn't mean that it's true. Correct. You know, you know what I mean? But, but the possibilities, oh, yeah, right. the possibility is there. Oh, the possibility, I mean, yes. Now, Dr. Hoven, while, you, were, while 
your your phone had uh, messed up on you. I had mentioned that uh, a lot of your scientists today believe that the alligator and the crocodile are actually dinosaurs. Even even birds, birds are dinosaurs. So it's uh, it's very possible, you know, that uh, the Nessie is real. Um, it could be Bigfoot. I, I I believe that there's something out there. Just don't know what it is. Well, if if alligators and crocodiles had not been found alive, and only bones had been found, they would certainly be classed in in books of dinosaurs. Correct. It's a dinosaur means the word original word dinosaur means terrible lizard. Right. Mm-hmm. No. They would be an awfully big lizard. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you you uh, stated earlier that uh, dinosaurs were brought on the ark. And uh, you you, you right. call them species. I mean, you you call them kinds, right? Not species. They're they're kinds. Correct. Okay. Now let's say, for instance, uh, Noah brought two brontosauruses on the ark. Okay, male and a female. How could those brontosauruses, once they got off the ark, have made a, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a Plesiosaur? or anything else? Well, they probably could not. I think the, the current number that I'm familiar with, most people say there are probably <clears throat> about 30 different kinds of dinosaurs. If you look up Apatosaurus, A-P-A-T, Apatosaurus, mm-hmm. it's got a long neck and a long tail. Well, there's also the Suprasaurus, the uh, Brachiosaurus, the uh, Cetosaurus, there are probably 20 different varieties of long neck, long-tailed dinosaurs, like, the, like you referred to as the brontosaurus, which technically never existed because somebody put the wrong head on the skeleton at the museum. So they, they had, I think it was an apatosaurus. It's it was an apatosaurus body with some other kind of head. But anyway, so um, Fred Flintstone in the brontosaurus. Uh, well, there's probably, there's probably some, tu- some truth to the Fred Flintstone and a dinosaur you know, working together, but it wasn't a brontosaurus, but <clears throat> the point is, if you find dinosaur bones, <clears throat> let's suppose you get a government grant and you go out and spend all summer long with a bunch of kids smoking dope and digging up dinosaur bones. <laughs> okay. If, it, okay, if it's not a new dinosaur, if it's not a brand new species, you are not famous and you probably will not get another government grant to go, or university grant to go out, you know, digging up bones. Correct. You have to find a new one. So there's a very strong tendency, automatic tendency, to try to make everyone you find into a new one. Look, boys and girls, we discovered a new dinosaur species. But actually, there's, there's, I think there are 800 different names now for dinosaurs, but only 30 different kinds. Okay. So I think that goes back to the love of money is the root of all evil. They will find a bone, and it's got a, different, a bump on it, slightly different than you know, some other bone, and they'll, they'll turn it into a new species. Oh yeah, yep. If I so Noah would only have to have about thirty different pairs of dinosaurs, and he, if you bring babies, <clears throat> excuse me. See, most reptiles take care of themselves as soon as they're born. I mean, when you hatch out of the egg, you're on your own, kid. You know, there's very little <laughs> parental care with most reptiles. So, right. <clears throat> and the biggest dinosaur egg ever found is smaller than a football. So okay. if Noah brought 30 pairs of, of small dinosaurs, say the size of a dog, and those 30 have diversified into who knows you know, how many varieties, um, just like today, there's 339 recognized varieties of dogs. Right. And they probably had a common ancestor. Yeah, had a common ancestor. It was called a dog. Do, do you, that's do not you a problem. Th- that, doesn't prove, that doesn't prove dogs and bananas are related. <laughs> do, do you think that maybe Noah brought, instead of, Little babies, he may have brought eggs. Yep, that I was going to bring that up. That brings up a good point. Well, he, he could have, except then you got the problem of which one's the pink one and which one's the blue one. Ah, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Was... So <laughs> just wait till they wait till they hatch, and I don't even know how with reptiles it's hard to tell which is the pink one and the blue one. I guess they can tell. And that's all that's important. Correct. Uh, but it is it's hard to tell. So, oh. but see, the it's, it's even simpler than that. The Bible says God brought them to him. No, nope, right. he didn't go looking for any animals. Right. And he didn't right. have to bring the kangaroos from Australia. Let's assume he built the ark in 
Jerusalem. I don't know where it was built. What is today Jerusalem? I have no clue where. It might have been Pensacola, Florida, but wherever he built the ark. <laughs> if, if the world before the flood was extremely different, like mostly land and, and, a perf and perfect climate everywhere, all the animals probably lived in all places. You know, they find the woolly mammoths. You mentioned the woolly mammoths earlier. Well, the fact that they're woolly, they got long hair, does not prove they live in cold climate. There are some animals today that live in the hot jungle that have long hair, like the gorilla and right, the lion. Right, exactly. Look at the, look at the main animal. Long hair does not indicate cold weather. Actually, <clears throat> the woolly mammoths, the ones that they find frozen, they do not have what's called a sebaceous gland where you sweat around your, uh, on your skin. They didn't have a – usually each hair will have a little sebaceous gland to put, put an oil coating on the hair so that they don't get uh, frozen or stick together. If, if they have an oil coating, the hair won't, won't mat and stick and freeze. But right. they don't have that. So they could not survive cold weather. I think people who really study the mammoth will say this could not possibly be a cold weather elephant. It's just simply a hairy elephant. Right, right. Um, uh, Dr. Hoven, uh, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, well, we know that uh, the reason for uh, the flood of Noah's day was to uh, rid the earth of the, uh, the Nephilim, the, the bad people, and God wanted to protect those who, uh, you know, Noah and his family. Um, I can see, you know, like the, uh, is it called the Plesiosaurus, the one that uh, they figure Nessie is? Yeah. Okay, the plesiosaurus. Yeah, pork, pork lippers. Yeah. Right. Um, because uh, the earth being um, filled with water, obviously all your marine life would still live. Um, do, do you think that maybe uh, Noah possibly didn't bring uh, dinosaurs on the ark and that's when they were destroyed? Well, he would not have to bring water-dwelling dinosaurs on the ark. Right. The Bible right. is very clear. It's very simple. God said, God said to Noah, I want you to bring onto the ark. He said, they shall come unto thee, all those on land in whose nostrils is the breath of life. Correct. Genesis so, 6. So that means he did, he did not have to bring fish. They had plenty of water outside. And he did not, did not have to bring insects. Insects don't have nostrils. They breathe through their skin, through spiracles. Right. Insects, there probably were some on the ark, no question, but... The insects can survive a flood just fine. And people get the mistaken idea that because Noah was in the ark for a little over a year, you know, from time in till time out, it's I think 12 months and 15 days or something, that doesn't mean the flood was over the whole world that time. Some areas of the world might have only been covered for a couple of weeks as the right. crust of the earth being broken up would be flexing up and down like a broken eggshell. Um, it, it, some areas might have been inundated for a couple of weeks and then uh, then exposed. And but the uh, world that he saw at a surrounding area was flooded, so that makes sense. Right. Well, the, the Bible says it hit bottom on the seventh month. The seventh month he hit bottom, and mm -hmm. but then it took a long time for the rest of it to dry out or uh, run off and for plants to grow again. There'd be no reason to get out of the ark for five more months because there's nothing to eat outside. Right, right. Now, now, when you now when you said that uh, the fish didn't have to go on Noah's Ark, what about what about the, like the freshwater fish? Because you know that the when it, the flood happened, it was mixing salt water with freshwater. Well, well that's... there's the problem. <laughs> I think the whole world was fresh water, and it has gradually become saltier since the flood. Okay, we know that uh, almost all animals that live in salt water. Uh, it's kind of a nuisance to them. They have to figure out some way to get rid of it or to keep it out of their bloodstream. Adapt. Uh, turtles, for instance, sea, uh, sea, saltwater turtles, they will get the uh, drink the salt water, and then they have to excrete it in the form of crystals through their eyes. Some excrete the salt in their urine. But the point is, the salt is a nuisance. But there are freshwater crocodiles and saltwater crocodiles that probably had a common ancestor, uh, a crocodile. A crocodile. Mm-hmm. There are freshwater bass and saltwater bass. There are freshwater dolphins and saltwater dolphins. So there are all kinds of creatures that even today, uh, this very similar uh, species, uh, kind of animal, I won't use the word species, because uh -huh. they are classed as a different species, but it's still the same kind of animal. They probably, so I think the whole flood, the whole world was flooded with freshwater, 
Noah wouldn't have to bring any water on board for the animals. Just dip a bucket overboard. Right. Or have a, have a simple system on your boat where every time you hit a wave, it automatically fills the water tanks. That's true. Do you have... Yeah, I'm not sure. He's, do you have a definition of kind? Uh, the Bible says if they can bring forth, they're the same kind. So I think you'd have to start with what originally could bring forth. Now, they may, they may spread out from that to a point where they can no longer bring forth. For instance, a great Dane and a Chihuahua. I don't think uh, if the female is the Chihuahua, it's probably going to kill her. Okay. If the male is the Chihuahua, it's probably going to frustrate him trying to get to the female. So um, I, I don't. They, they probably can no longer bring forth at some point. However, they originally could, and so they're the same kind of animal. Um, it seems to have to do with bringing forth, according to the Bible. There are ten, ten mentions of the word in the first chapter of the word kind. So, I, again, I would say there are about 30 kinds of dinosaurs, though there are 800 different names, that may go back to variation within the kind, or it may go back to the desire to find a new one so you can get another government grant to go you know, dig for bones and smoke marijuana all summer. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Hoven, um, now you're a, uh, are you considered a Christian fundamentalist? Well, you should read the internet about me. They call me everything you can imagine, brother. I, I am an independent, temperamental, fundamental, right-wing, radical, chicken-eating Baptist. Uh, I would consider, I, I, I believe the Bible is true and evolution is stupid, and uh, I, I defend that position against all comers. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I speak, I do my seminars at all kinds of churches. You know, the different various doctrinal issues that people argue about doesn't come up much in my seminar. But okay. uh, my 49 years in God's, 49 years of reading the Bible has led me to the position that, of, of what I believe on various doctrines. I'm, I'm still willing to examine and change any of them. If somebody can show me where they're wrong, but uh, right. yeah, I, that's, the, that's the camp I would, I would put my label on and say I'm independent, temperamental, Baptist. Uh, okay. Do, do you I have can't your find own? Anybody closer to the scripture? Right. Do you have mm -hmm. your own church, sir? Well, our church ministry here is uh, dinosaur adventure, or actually creation science evangelism, is okay. our ministry. I would be considered an evangelist as opposed to a pastor. But yes, okay. we have about fifteen. Well, people come and volunteer here in Lenox, Alabama, and work with us. We had thirty people last week come here. They come, people come spend a week to help us do things, build, paint, organize. Uh, and then leave, and it's, it's almost all just volunteers. It's really amazing watching God pull this place together. Um, can you, uh, um, can you uh, once again tell us, uh, tell, tell the people who are listening uh, where they can uh, come to uh, your dinosaur land? Is that what it's called? Dinosaur Adventureland. Adventureland. It is dinosaur Adventureland. <laughs> Actually, you can just type Dinosaur Adventureland in your, in your maps program. It'll take you right to us. We're one mile north of Len. Confirmed since 1989, and we've put videotapes out there in 42 languages, probably, I don't know, 15 million videos circle the globe now. Um, most people enjoy them. Some get extremely angry. I get death threats once in a while from the atheists who hate it so bad. But a guy, a guy called me two years ago. Uh, he said, Kent, I love your videos. You have changed my life. I said, well, thank you. He said, what are you trying to do? I said, well, what, what do you mean? He said, well, your ministry, what, what's the next step? I said, well, I've been in Pensacola 30 years, and I'd like to get a big chunk of property in Alabama and build a Christian camp, science center, theme park, museum, you know, a big one. He said, have you found any? I said, well, yeah. The county commissioner in Conecuh County, Alabama, called me because he, he knew I was looking for property up here. He said, Kent, my neighbor wants to sell his property. It's 140 acres. It's the old gravel pit. It's got 10 lakes on it, and uh, he wants to sell it. I so I called him. I said, what do you want for it? He said, 250000 Well, people spend that on a house in some cities, you know. Right. Correct. I said, uh, so then within a few days, this guy called me, uh, never met. And he said, I, I'd like to help you. What do you want? I said, well, I want to get this property in Alabama if I can. Uh, but it's a quarter million dollars. He said, all right, I'll buy it for you. So he Ooh. bought it and gave it to us. Isn't that neat how God works? I still have never met him. It's really neat and how then God the works. the next week. Oh, it was amazing. The next week I was preaching in North Carolina at the Michael Rood Conference, R-O-O-D, 
there's about a thousand people there and I, I during my session I just mentioned hey someone just gave us property in Lenox Alabama population 35 <laughs> and this late this lady came up to me afterwards she said I'm from Lenox I said you got to be kidding nobody is from Lenox what do you mean you're from Lenox <laughs> she said no I'm serious I'm from Lenox she said uh, my husband and I started building a house 10 years ago and we got in a fight and got divorced the house is half done and it's got raccoons in it and it stinks and it reminds me of him she said you can have it if you get it off the property so I cost six thousand dollars to move it two miles to the other side of town but I got a house for, for free and it's just been one miracle after another I was uh, walking up to the kitchen to uh, uh, get breakfast one morning and one of the guys said oh brother Hovind, don't touch that uh, camper to, to stay in while they helped us they said don't touch the camper it'll shock you and don't even walk on the ground it'll shock you I said oh no we got an underground short a break in the wire because we have 12 camper hookup spots here I said well let's eat breakfast and so we sat down for breakfast and while we're sitting there a pickup truck pulls in the driveway and the guy said hey God told me to stop and help you for a couple of days I said well great what do you do for a living he said I work for the power company I locate underground shorts oh my goodness isn't that nice I said well have we got a job for you <laughs> yeah it's just stunning watching God it's, it's, God's written all over this place so I, I know exactly. come down we got we're gonna yeah we're open in five weeks we still got a lot to do we need carpenters and painters mostly and landscapers oh gee and money mostly money we spent we spent <laughs> spending it like water here but right. it's just been really fun watching God pull it together yeah, I, I've had a lot of things happen in my life where I saw God working uh, incredibly, like he's working overtime on, on helping me out. And, you know, uh, I uh, Jason is an atheist. I obviously am a born-again Christian, but I feel like uh, God is directing us on the show, you know, to do this show and uh, um, hopefully bring a lot of uh, truth and a lot of knowledge to uh, those listening and uh yeah, it's it's been incredible. It's been incredible. So uh, well, I, I point out, you know, whether you're whether you're a Christian or an atheist wouldn't matter. In the study of cryptozoology, when you look at the evidence and you interview all the thousands of eyewitnesses, I think you have to come to the conclusion: a number one, we don't know as much as we think we know about this planet. There are still some things out there to learn. Oh, definitely. B, there, there, there are almost certainly some small dinosaurs still alive. There just are too many sightings. Mm -hmm. Now, as I said, to the, to the Christian, that, that's, that's no problem. It fits right into our theology. But to the evolutionist or an atheist who, who depends upon this theory that dinosaurs lived millions of years ago, I think that's a royal serious problem for their theory. Right. Now, you... Uh, um, you have a lot of elements of creation science. Do you ever have any uh, um, issues like uh, Scientologists um, trying to uh, change your mind? I have had some inter interaction with some of the Scientologists. I would have to just disagree so strongly on some of the things that they teach and believe. Uh, you'd probably have to take it one issue at a time, but uh, oh, definitely. we probably can agree on thousands of things. Like, you know, you should drive on the right side of the road in America. We could agree <laughs> on that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so uh would you would you mind uh doctor if we uh would open up the phone lines and see if we get any calls no please, please do any any questions fair game as long as it's one topic at a time correct right. and also uh just for all you listeners just remember um if you are disrespectful to the doctor or to one of us um uh we will uh uh hang up on you yeah, we don't tolerate that on this show so uh, well, why don't you give them the number, Jason, anybody uh, listening? Yeah, the number is, i got it written down here somewhere. Oh, here it is. It's 720-835-5330, uh, and the PIN number is 05800. And if, if you're on your computer and you want to call through your computer, it's uberconference.com. It's forward slash, it's two guys in a mic. Now, Dr. Hovind, when I, when I talked to you the first time, you had said you had heard about us at some time or another. Uh -huh. you, uh, did you uh, watch some of our shows on YouTube? or? I believe I did. Uh, I, I get probably a thousand phone calls a week. But, uh, yes, uh, I, I said, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And uh, I don't remember if I watched it. Somebody sent me a link or something, but I really enjoyed it. I, I do so many debates with atheists where they are just extremely hostile and 
like I did one a couple of weeks ago with Arn Ra, and the, the, in two hours, the mediators, both, on, both evolutionists and atheists on his side, I got to speak 36 minutes, he got to speak 62 minutes. Somebody counted it up, and he interrupted me 288 times. Oh, wow. I watched... The atheist did. I said that. Uh, yeah. I watched our, that, that video, and um, yes, you were interrupted many times, but the after show that they did, I mean, yes, I'm an atheist, but there's just some things you do not do. Correct. And, and that after show that they did was just completely repugnant. It was awful. I mean... Any name in the book they could call you, they would call you. It that's was, just just terrible. I never saw that. I never. Saw you don't. You want, don't want. You don't to. want to see it. You don't it's, want to. I I, I shut okay. it off. I'm like I I can't I can't. I mean yes, like I said, I'm an atheist, but I'm I'm. You're not a hateful atheist. No, I'm not a militant atheist. Um, it's just some things <laughs> that uh, I don't. I like to have evidence for, which I don't have. But I'm sure, as, as Dr. Hoven would say, well, we're gonna we're gonna change that right away. We're gonna we're gonna convert you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping. Absolutely, uh, that's the goal. And, and that's think, the goal. And just in case you're wondering, Dr. Hoven, uh, um, out of uh, Jason and I, I'm the good-looking one. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Jason, Jason <laughs> okay. looks like Jason looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> I look, I look like the chupacabra right. is what I look like. Yeah, chupacabra. So, uh, well, you know, I've interviewed people that say, claim they've seen that too. I, that, what do you guys think on that? What is the chupacabra? Uh, Isn't it a, a little uh, like wolf-like animal that... Uh, yeah, it looks almost like a, a gigantic rodent. It's, it's mainly in Texas. Uh, I'm originally from Texas, and um, we're up here in Wisconsin now, up in the cold north. But... Um, no, I'm, been com a lot I'm, I'm coming to Wisconsin. This I'll be in Wisconsin this weekend. Really? Where? Where? Which? Yeah. Go to my my schedule, drdino.com. Go to my uh -huh. schedule, and it's all up on the details. I'm I'm at three or four different locations in four days. Oh wow! But it's just go to drdino.com, and it's uh, someplace Wisconsin. I don't know. Well, with that, you got more that... than one place up there. Well, we only got two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's there's another there's another gentleman. Up here in Wisconsin, up by Appleton, Wisconsin. He, his name is Tino Gropi. Have you ever heard of him? Good friend of mine. Okay. Oh, a good All friend right. of mine. Great guy. Yep. Okay. Yes, because I, I was going to say, um, he was, while you were uh, away for a while, um, he was doing uh, something similar to you as far as your uh, six, uh, the creation science. I think he's still doing it, I believe. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Okay. All right. I just wanted to know if you've if you've heard of him or not. So, uh, with all the uh, mm -hmm. different with all the different stops uh, that you're going to be doing in Wisconsin, uh, you know, maybe you should run for governor of Wisconsin there, because <laughs> I think that's what he does. He stops at a lot of places. <laughs> Once again, just to let everyone know next week Sunday, three o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, come back on our show. We'll have uh, a Tennessee pastor on a non-denominational church. Um, Pastor Tom Corshane will be with us. And uh, once again, what we'll do is we'll let uh, the pastor talk for about 30 minutes, and then we'll open up the lines uh, next Sunday. And uh, anybody who has any questions, and, and we ask that everyone be respectful. And uh, we know that uh, there's all types of uh, different... Uh, beliefs out there so if you don't believe in what the pastor is, is saying um let's not be rude about it let's uh be adults so uh you know that'll be next sunday pastor tom corshane right like i said um i am not afraid to hang up on people uh i'm really not because um one thing w when we do this show we want to make sure that everybody is respected is respectful because uh, it, is, it is really nice to have these people with this expertise on our show. They're taking their time taking out of their, their time day. Out, yes, to, uh, to, uh, to, to talk with us and to answer any questions that you have. And if people are slanderous or demeaning or saying mean things, we're not going to tolerate that. So, Dr. Hoven.
Hey, yes, sir. Oh, I've called about okay. five times here. Well, I don't know what's going on. You, you just all of a sudden we couldn't hear you at all. I was hoping that maybe if we, we, if we hung up, that maybe you'd be calling and the connection would be better. So yeah, okay, yeah. We well, got, I called a couple times, but hold it. According to evolution, things get better automatically. What's happening with the phone system? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Dr. Owen, I want to say that it's and it's a pleasure to talk with you. Like I said, I've I've followed your work. Uh, uh, I remember the uh, debate that you had with Eugenie Scott. I'm sure you remember that. Uh, oh yeah, you, that was a I love that was one of my favorite debates of all time from you. Um, I, I I would like soon to probably get her on the show. And uh, I don't think she won't debate me again. We've tried. A lot of people have tried. I'd be honored. Count me in. Okay. But I uh, if, she will. If, she if I can, if I can make it happen, uh, I, I'll, I will definitely call you. And I gotta Please tell do. you, t too, Doctor Hoven. Um, I have the most utmost respect for you, um, for a gentleman to. Uh, I mean, you look forward to the debates nowadays in this world. Everyone just shies away from any kind of conflict, but you're. You're a go-getter. You go right forward with it, and I have a lot of respect for you for that. Well, thank you, sir. I think there, there's two levels of importance to this. One is this lifetime, you know, what you believe about where you come from will determine your behavior. You know, is man just an animal? Then, you know, how do you tell right from wrong? So I think it's, this topic is extremely important for this life and even more important for the next life. I mean, if I'm right... The atheists are in serious trouble. If I'm wrong, I haven't lost a thing. I've got this Pascal's wager. I've right. had a wonderful life. Well, if I, I die uh, and find out that's it, oh, I'm fine. You're right. Um, but um, the atheists, if they ever had their own gathering place or a church, that would be the most boring sermon ever. I, they probably won't say anything. No, probably not. <laughs> now, Dr. Hoven, uh, well, you know, from, uh, uh, so, so uh, one thing that I've heard, as far as uh, when you, when you're dead or whatever, uh, it's uh, so, someone, an atheist, asked me. They said, "Well, do you remember what it was like before you were born?" And I said, "Well, no." And they said, "Well, that's exactly how it would be if you died." What do you and think how, about how, that? How could he possibly know that? How could he possibly know <laughs> I, that? I, I don't know. He I don't can know. Make it's that just, statement if he wants. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it sounded good. I mean, I, I, there's no there's no science behind it. There's no uh, anything else. But we <laughs> it just seemed like a nice statement. <laughs> so um, can we well, plug? Yeah, and, and... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Nope, you first. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. There's no possible way you could know such a thing. I point out there there are at least three very obviously different types of life forms on Earth. There's plant life, which has a body. There's animal life, which has a body and a consciousness of life. We'll call that a spirit. And then there's man, which has a body, a consciousness of life, and a consciousness of God. There's something different about man than the animals. I mean, it's true we both have blood and digestive system and bone structure. There are a lot of similarities. And in the mind of the atheist, that proves common ancestor. And in the mind of the Christian, that proves common designer. But there's something inherently different about man from all the other animals. So when you die... I think there's more to it. This is just this is just the test run. Okay. Yep. I'm sure hoping okay. that this is you know. Uh... Well, before we before we go, Doctor Hoven, I just want to, uh, like you said, Dinosaur Adventureland. Uh, if anybody wants to donate to to the to the cause to get it open, uh, just go to drdino.com. Am I correct? And just yes. fill, fill yes, out sir. the appropriate fill out the appropriate yeah, paperwork and. Everything yeah, there's like a that. donate button there if they want to help us financially or if they want to come down. Uh, come on down. Bring a hammer. we got lots to do. Oh, there you go. There you okay. go. And uh, you're going to be in Wisconsin uh, this coming weekend, next weekend? The 23rd, if I'm the, not this, mistaken. Yeah, this Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the weather's like up there right now, but it's it's a little chilly outside. It's 70. Well, well right right now it's probably about 80, 30, <laughs> 82 degrees. No, no, no. Tell, let them let them feel it. <laughs> no, it's it's about about thirty eight to forty degrees here right now. So yeah, you can keep all that. 
<laughs> well, like I said, living in Texas, you're looking at 100-degree weather. I, I I couldn't deal with that. But the nice thing about uh, living in Wisconsin is, you know, the, the, the cold up here, it, it helps slow down the the aging process. I, I look like I'm only 20, but uh, no. <laughs> right. Uh, it's not worth it. I'll, I'll take the nice warm weather, Lower Atlantic, Alabama. Yeah, if folks want to come visit. That'd be that'd be that'd be great if they if they have any questions. I do a YouTube uh, every night, Kent Hovind official, and very frequently we answer questions on there. Um, like I so said, every, everything's gonna every, everything's gonna be in the description below. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna put your your we're gonna plug your website and everything on on the on the description. Okay. So, and, right, and, we'll call anytime. All right. Thank you so much, sir, for for giving us the opportunity to talk to you. Appreciate it. Be glad yep. to come. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. That was really good. That was really good. Um, that was awesome. Okay. Um, go ahead and, and tell us. Like I said, we're 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 going to be doing a new series called uh, Religions of the World, and we want to uh, to interview people from all different all faiths. different faiths and denominations and religions, whether it be um, atheists. Uh, atheists not a religion, but um, uh, Baptists, Lutherans, Catholic, Catholics, Southern Baptists, Satanists, uh, the Hindu, pas Hindus, Pastafarians, the the ones that like the uh, flying spaghetti monster. But anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, and uh, go ahead real quickly. Yeah, next Sunday at three o'clock Central Standard Time, we're gonna have uh, Pastor Tom Corshane from Tennessee. He'll be on the show. Um, he'll get about thirty minutes to speak. Uh, he'll talk about his. Uh, um, his faith and um, what they might do in their uh, um, their church, which could be different from everybody else. And uh, after 30 minutes, we'll open up the phone lines then if anybody has any questions. But once again, be respectful right? or you'll be hung up on. Correct. Yes. Uh, like I said, it's not a bashing. We're just basically just going to interview them and let everybody know, everybody know. And being this is YouTube, it's worldwide. So let everybody know exactly what we could benefit from your religion exactly okay so uh for two guys and a mic i'm jason and i'm dan everybody have a wonderful day and we'll hear from you or see you next sunday all right